Howdy, boys and girls. Welcome to week seven of the 2017 college football season and week seven of the Carla and Crappy Show. Hi, Carla. Hi, Crappy. I, I Hi. guess I should I should start with the obvious here and, and, and raise my glass to you. Happy birthday week. Thank you very much. We are taping. Uh, this is Tuesday night? This is Tuesday night. This is Tuesday night. Um, <laughs> I, I took two days off at the end of the week because my birthday, my birthday is on Thursday. So, like, every single deadline I have falls on Thursday. So, I'm trying to get all of this stuff done so I don't have to worry about anything on Thursday morning. Um, and, I'm, and it might be successful, but for right now, I'm just sort of like, eh, I don't know what's going on. I do know what's going on. The other football. The other football. Carla, we're not going to the World Cup. Yeah, that's we just found that out as we were getting ready to start. As soon as we got ready to hit record on this show, my husband's yelling, "We're not going to the World Cup." What? Um, How did uh, that happen? Upset, upset lost to uh, to uh, I'm not I'm unbeaten, winless, winless Trinidad and Tobago, uh, beat the men's national team and knocked us out of the World Cup. And that's a that's a uh, not a good football note to start a football show with. Regardless no. of what, what what football you're talking about. Exactly. Yeah. No. Here's hoping that like the rest of the week. Plays out a little bit better. Um, upsets, upsets are fine. Um, I just, I, I'm not, not especially happy about this one, but, but uh, upsets in college football are okay, and uh, we might, we might get to a couple of those. Uh -huh. <laughs> not, to, uh -huh. not to give too much away. Uh, before we look ahead, let's look back. Carla, what was your uh, the one thing that um, that you learned uh, last weekend? Um, the one thing that I learned, and we're going to talk about this team a little bit later um, in the show, was um, I, I, probably the most exciting finish of the weekend, which was Miami's win on the road um, over Florida State. Now, we knew Florida State was struggling, um, you know, after losing um, Francois for the year. Yeah. Uh, but but they looked good in that game. But and, and we didn't really know a lot about Miami. Miami's had a real kind of rough season. It, it, because of an actual hurricane. Uh, well, that was that was like that's just their fourth game on the on the year so far. On the right? year, yeah, because their schedule's just gotten gotten completely blown up because of an actual hurricane you mm. know, when that came when the storm came through. So we didn't really know a lot about about Miami and when, whether or not they really were a contender in the coastal or not. And it turns out they've made the statement that they are. And I mean, talk about it, it was it was fun to watch the end of that game when you have no rooting interest to watch the two teams go back and forth down the field with about a minute to play. Um, that's that, that was one of those really kind of exciting finishes, you know, last play four seconds left lobs it up into the end zone and comes down with a touchdown. It was that, you know, um, I was, I was, kind of I was hoping, I was hoping for a field goal. I was hoping for a wide right, just on, on the part of anybody that, cause that would, yeah. that'd be awesome. Yeah, but yeah, no. So it it was so it was a great. I mean, yeah. I mean, why not? It was you know? I think everybody was just waiting for overtime in that game. You're right. Um, but you know, I I, I like the way I like the way Miami won that game. I also like the way Mark Rick handled his team mm -hmm. after that game. Mm -hmm. Um, and so there's there's some interesting things happening in Miami, and suddenly I think we really have to kind of keep them in the mix as to what's going on in the ACC. So um, I missed the biggest thing of the week, which was Iowa State knocking off Oklahoma. We'll talk about that a little bit. In the, here too. We will um, talk the, about that a little bit. Yeah, that's that's a pretty big thing. I, I did, yeah, it was a huge thing, and I didn't think it was a game worth watching. And no, no, no one who who in your right mind would think that's a game worth watching. <laughs> exactly. And, and Iowa and, State fans don't think that's a game worth watching. That's <laughs> very true. Very true. So, and then of course that's a game that then you wish that they would have put Gus on. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> but, yeah, know, Gus. Uh, Gus kind of wore his voice out by the by the third quarter and just like, eh, okay, here we go. Um, but yeah, that's and that's that's something we will we will get to. Uh, my my thing, the thing that I learned 
Um, I said this. I said this during the show. I said these words. Mark D'Antonio owns Michigan. I said those words. And then, and then I picked Michigan to win that game. And I learned... Okay, I didn't learn this. I, I, I knew this already. Um, I've known this from extensive experience in the past. But I, I relearned the fact that I'm an idiot because <laughs> because I said, I mean, I said it. I, I gave you guys every single reason why Michigan State would upset, upset Michigan in Ann Arbor, including the one overall thing, which is just one of those mind things. Trestle had it uh, over whoever was coaching in Ann Arbor. Um, Mark D'Antonio owns Michigan, period. And I, I did not pick them, and I was wrong. I really, really should have. Because like, I, as I watched that game, um, I'm like, uh, yeah, this makes sense. Um, Michigan doesn't have Michigan doesn't have an offense, which uh -huh. is which is insane. Um, and if they have a team that can score even just a little, and I'm I'm a fan of a team that that uh, that generally scores a lot, so I'm I'm actually pretty happy with this. Um, they're 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 going to struggle, and yeah. and uh, and uh, certainly you know the the weather doesn't help Michigan, but in that situation. Um, but but state went into Ann Arbor and and really dominated that game. Um, yeah, it's so, it's interesting. Michigan State, it's Michigan State just has that thing huh? because we we talk about the same thing with Tom Izzo, right? Oh, yeah. In basketball, yeah. like you know, it's it's January, February, Izzo, April, right? Yes. You know, like he just owns the month of March, and like if, if Michigan State gets in the NCAA tournament in basketball, you don't pick against them because right. Right. of Tom Izzo, and it's the same kind of mystique with Antonio and and Michigan and football. It's just <laughs> and I would, I would what 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 are, what did they have in their glasses in in East Lansing? Because I want to. Uh, I I don't. I, there's um uh, I, I know from last fall when I, I went up there with my buddy Patrick. Um, there's a nice the Lansing Brew Company does a nice job. So if that's if that's what they have in the glasses, I'm I'm all for it. That's uh, that's good work. Um. Uh, but it's it, it is mystique. I mean, it's not. I mean, you know what Michigan State's going to do, D'Antoni. Yeah. There will be there will be some uh, a, a couple bizarre offensive calls that will probably work because he's really really good at that. But just you know, you know what Michigan State is, and you know what they're going to do. And if you can't stop them, that's on you. And uh, uh, Jimmy Harbaugh, that's that's on you again. Um, mm -hmm. So we'll have we'll have um and we'll we'll have more chance to talk about uh, Michigan in the next uh, uh, soon, very soon, right, Carla? <laughs> yes. Um, a little sooner than I'm ready for, but we'll see. <laughs> and uh, but, but first, we're going to talk about we're we're going to go through five games uh, through the lens of the contender slash pretender. Because um, there are none of these games here. Uh, you mentioned Miami; they're on this list. Uh, teams that kind of made statement games recently, uh, and and you know you kind of look back, you step back and look and think, well, okay, what does this mean? Is this a is this really a big deal? Is it just a, a, a flash in the pan? And we're going to go through some of these. So, ready? Ready. Deep breath. Here we First go. game, number six TCU at Kansas State. TCU is favored by six. Carla, go. Um. So. TCU suddenly finds itself atop the Big 12. Surprise! Oh, <laughs> um, that, yeah, if, if you had that at the beginning of the season, um, kudos to you, because you're probably the only person in the world that picked it. That's um, not me. Yeah, because, I mean, I said that in the beginning of the year. I'm like, they've got Kenny Hill under center, right? And is that a liability at this point? And it turns out, okay, maybe not. Um, if you look at what's happening this year with Kenny Hill, 2016, I did one little piece of stat work here. 2016, okay. he had 17 touchdowns. 13 interceptions in 
so far in 2017, he already has 10 touchdowns and he's only thrown three interceptions. So he's already doing much better. Um, Marked um, improvement. It's, a, it's definitely a, a, a marked improvement there. But the biggest thing is an improvement in his offensive line because last year he was sacked 28 times and this year he's only been sacked six times so far this year. So, so there's definitely been some improvement in the offensive line. You have to believe that that is helping the, the, the Horned Frogs offense. That, and of course you've got Gary Patterson calling plays and, and he likes to pull rabbits out of hats just like um, some of our favorite Big Ten coaches like to pull rabbits out of hats. Right. So, so Gary's, his, his, his hats are a little more dramatic than Mark D'Antonio's hats are. I, they, I, they are. In fact, last week, yeah. In fact, last week, Kenny Hill scored a touchdown three ways, right? Like, so yeah. he he rushed for a touchdown. He caught a touchdown on a, a wacky kind of throw play that that you know Gary pulled out of the depths of his playbook, and and he threw and he threw a touchdown. So you know, hmm. um, so so the Texas or the TCU um, offense is really really entertaining and it's performing well. Going on the road to a Kansas State team in the Little Apple, as they call it in Manhattan, um, the Purple People Eaters. Uh, over there and this I mean it's so hard not to like Kansas State right because they're just mm -hmm. they're a fun team Bill Snyder has been coaching for 437 years approximately um and the nicest guy on the face of the planet right like last year he sent a thank you note or a congratulations note handwritten note like like Bill Snyder likes to do um to Kenny Hill after TCU beat his Wildcats um and so there's already kind of a rapport between these two teams and this is a Kansas State team that you can't really joke about because they took Texas to double overtime last week. Yes. Um, I mean, the head-scratcher is the loss to Vanderbilt now that Vanderbilt seems to be floundering here in Nashville. Um, so that's a bit of a head-scratcher, but it was an early road game on the year. Weird things happen. I get it. Um, but this is a Kansas State team that loves nothing more than to wreak havoc in the Big 12. TCU <laughs> really, really, really needs to be careful in this game, and we are going to find out if if TCU is actually going to be a contender in the Big 12. Um I, I think TCU is the pick in this game, obviously. I, I like that, but my gosh, I think this is going to be – this could be a really fun game to watch and will be really, really close. This is It's an early game too, so make sure you, you get this one kind of marked on your schedule early. Right. Um, but, yeah, definitely I, t TCU should win, but gosh, this is going to be a good game. Um, certainly TCU would be a contender for, for the Big 12, and, and if stuff works out for them, I mean, uh, winning out – uh, which is, is not um, completely out of the question. Uh, although I'm, I'm not, there are there are enough variables it seems in in the in the uh, uh, Big Twelve that I'm I'm not really sure it's it's that's that it's that, uh, a simple thing to chart out. Um, boy, though, I it's I and I struggle with this one uh, because I know what Kansas State can do. I know what Bill Snyder can do. This is uh -huh. you know the fact that it's a, a game in Manhattan. I'm. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with TCU here, um, and you know you watch them and you, they, there's still games at Oklahoma and I'm not sure how big a deal that is. There are still games at Texas Tech, uh, which is which will be like uh, 80 to 75 when that game take the over. Is done. Yeah, I think you're gonna take the over. Um, <laughs> so there there's stuff down the road there, but um, for this week, uh, gingerly. I will. I will stick with the horny toads. Uh, game number two, number ten, Auburn at LSU. Auburn is favored by seven. Carla. Yeah. <laughs> is that all I can say about that game? Is kind of like yeah. So okay. So the first question is, which LSU team shows up? The team that that went to the swamp and beat Florida seventeen sixteen on a on a dinger missed field goal or missed extra point by the Gators, um, or the team that that got manhandled by. 
by Troy. Really, we don't know which we don't know who LSU is at this point. Um, we don't know which team is going to show up. That plays a different, a significant role in this game. Auburn, I keep picking against them. They keep winning, um, and they're they're a team that that looks like they really could contend in the West with Alabama at this point. Um, Alabama is, I still think Alabama is the the class of the of the division by far. But um, this Auburn team is putting something together, and I'm going to say something here that if. If Auburn figures out a way to lose this game, I think we have to coin a new term. Auburning? Auburning. Auburning? Yes. Hmm. This is this is a game that hmm. Auburn has to win and has to win convincingly. But at the same time, if you look at the line on this game, the line is only seven. Yep. yep. Which, which is the head scratcher, right? Auburn defense hasn't allowed more than 14 points per game this year. That shouldn't be a problem against an LSU offense that can't really figure out what the heck it's doing because even against Florida last week, they still only scored 17 points. Um, it, uh, this one's a head-scratcher. This is a, this is one that if I'm an Auburn fan, I'm sitting on my hands a little bit here feeling a little bit antsy. Auburn needs to win this game, needs to win this game convincingly. Will they? Mm. We will find out if Auburn wins this game convincingly. If they're really ready to be, you know, the 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 number two team and, and go against Alabama in the West. But um, yeah, Auburn's the pick. But I okay. uh, nervously. Okay. Okay. If Auburn fans are feeling nervous about this game, here's why you're going to lose. That's <laughs> why. Here's the thing, and and this 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 actually has less to do with Auburn, which um. Uh, definitely a, a solid team. You, you can't really call them a contender because they're in the same division as Alabama, um, and, and Alabama is, is head and shoulders of everybody else, I, I, I think, in the whole league. Um, LSU's problems, you know, LSU's problems aren't – they're they're sort of systemic. They're not, they're not stuff – it's stuff that can be fixed, I think, and it's stuff that can be fixed in the course of the season. You're, you, you have a new head coach. Um, you have a new system. Uh, maybe you you know you're getting used to the the way uh, Eddie O does stuff versus the way Miles did stuff, um, and 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 that's I, I that, bet that's a pretty big culture change. <laughs> you think? <laughs> um, it's it's not personnel. I mean, we're talking about the you know Louisiana State, and 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 they are not even in an off year. They're not going to have a a, a steep drop off in the in the uh, the athletes they have there. Um, and my hunch is. Uh, even though you know a win over Florida this year is not perhaps as big a deal as it might have been in the past, um, it's it's still a thing, and it and it feels like this team kind of turned something around. Um, this is this is a total gut pick, okay? But I it really felt like um, LSU had problems that can change, can be addressed, and can be fixed over the the, the course of a season. And I think if they have their feet back under them. Um, it's a tall order, no question, because because uh, Auburn Auburn's a legit good team. Um, but at, at home, I think they can win this game, and that's that's where I'm gonna that's where I'm gonna go. It's uh, yeah. I mean, if 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 Ellis if LSU is able to step up and play the way that we thought they were able to play and the way that I keep picking them to play this year, right? Because I, I've decided that, you know, that, that Mississippi State's win over LSU was the reason why I keep picking Mississippi State to win. And because we, we thought that LSU was going to be um, an actual con a contender this year in the West. We thought yeah. they were going to be right yeah. in the mix. And and now, you know, the, the head scratchers at the beginning of the year, um, 
no, Auburn can't overlook this game. They can't just say, oh, it's just LSU. I mean, there's no such thing in the SEC as saying, oh, it's just, other than maybe one <laughs> Kentucky or Vanderbilt. But um, right. uh, it, it, it's, no, you can't overlook this game going into Death Valley like that. No. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, it, the only thing that would make me pick LSU like you are is if this game was at night. Uh, yeah, yeah. If this game was at night, I'd be 100% with you and say okay. LSU is going to win this game. Um, but the fact that it's an afternoon game changes the atmosphere a little bit. It's not quite as intimidating. So I think that gives – I think that, you know, Auburn's the better team. I think they can overcome that. But, but yeah, this is going to be another one. The early games are actually pretty good this week. So mm -hmm. get, your, get your thumbs ready and, and – It's going to be channels. nice. It's going to be is. nice. Not go to bed early. It's going to be awesome. I can't, it's going to be a long day of football. I, I, can't, I can't go to bed early because my game is a night game. Um – Next up is uh, Georgia Tech at number 11, Miami. Uh, the Hurricanes are favored by five and a half. Carla, what do you think? Well, I already talked a lot about Miami, right? This is yep. a team that thinks that now it can it can stake a claim into the ACC Coastal. We'll, yep. We will find out this week against a Georgia Tech team that likes to give other that likes to give defensive defenses fits um, because of that lovely triple option that they like to run. Oh, um, the damn triple option. Yeah, it's it, it, it's it's caused problems for some of the best teams in, in the ACC or yeah. in, in, and otherwise. Um, you know, it took – Tennessee just barely eat that game out. And, yep. you know, that's an SEC team, right, um, going up against that triple option. It, it does weird things. Um, but the other thing that goes with that, that Georgia Tech triple option is they've got a pretty decent defense behind them. They're only allowing about 260 yards per game. Um, that's that's – uh, it's not nothing to be squabbled at when you're playing a, a Miami team that that puts up points. Mm -hmm. um, the other thing that Georgia Tech did last week in their win over North Carolina, or two weeks ago, I'm sorry, two weeks ago against North Carolina, they dominated the time of possession. Um, like they held, they played keep away from North Carolina. They held the ball for 38 minutes in that game. And, and if there's a and that's game, actually that's actually one of the the, the the big dangers of playing that offense or or any yeah. triple offense. They can hold the ball forever. Right, and the easiest way to, to to prevent a team that has a good offense from scoring is to just not give them the football. Um, and and you know that's that's not a bad strategy against yep. against Miami here. Yep. Um, and give this to Georgia Tech; they're coming in off of a bye. They've had an extra week to prepare for this Miami offense. Um, again, if I'm a Hurricanes fan, if I'm a Miami fan, fan of the U, um, yeah. you, 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 there, there, okay. Um, if, if 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 I'm a fan of if I'm if I'm a, a fan of Miami, I am nervous about this game. Worried about the letdown after the win over the rivalry game, right? Mm -hmm. So it's a, a big emotional win in Tallahassee last week over your arch rival in Florida State. Coming home to play a really tricky team with a good offense that likes to play keep away with the football. That is a recipe for an upset, and it would not stun me if Georgia Tech goes down and wins this game in Miami. Miami should win this game yes but keep an eye on this one um because this this one would not shock me just like most of these games wouldn't shock me if they go the other direction i'm going to take miami they're the, on paper the better football team they should be a contender in the coastal but man this if this if this game was 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 in it was in atlanta um i, I i'd pick georgia tech but the fact that it's on the road that's that's gonna le make me lean miami that's my that's my big variable. Um, I Miami is a contender for the uh, state championship of Florida. I, I think uh -huh. they established that pretty firmly. Uh, well, they established that last weekend. I don't know how firmly, um, and I'm not sure that how much the Gators. If, I, do they have to play like South Florida or or, or Central? Do they have to play in the directionals? I don't even know because um, that so. actually that's actually a legit 
legit challenge this this year. Um, yeah. But 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 yeah, I, I, I you you can't call them as, as you look at Big Picture. I'm not sure you can call them a um, uh, you know a national contender because you know, regardless of what they do, there would be a a conference title game against Clemson uh, somewhere down the right. line, and that's that's a that's a whole different deal. Um, this weekend, man, if this if this game if Tech was at home. Um, I, I think this is that would be ripe for an upset. Uh, it is still and it's still a challenging game for the Hurricanes because because of the, the triple option. It's not something that you you, you you don't and you don't prepare for it because you can't spend a lot of time on it because you see it once a year, right? Right. Um, unless you play Navy. Unless yeah, I mean yeah, if you play if you if you have Navy on your schedule every year, um, it, if you're you know in the ACC, you know you're going to get it once. Um, uh-huh. but it's, it's like, uh, okay, it, it's a, it's a weird thing. It's annoying. And if it just a few missteps and, and, and you are suddenly in trouble, um, I, I think I, you're right about the situation too, uh, with the, with the winner before the state, um, and, and where that puts them in the, in, in their division. Um, I, but I, I, because this is a home game, I, I think tight, Five points is probably about right, but then I, I think uh-huh. about a, a tight win by the Hurricanes is the is the right the right pick here. Um, I have many thoughts about this one. Uh, number twelve Oklahoma versus unranked Texas. This is of course on a neutral field in the Cotton Bowl uh, in Dallas. Um, Oklahoma is favored by seven point five. What do you think? Red River rivalry. Here we Red go. River, Red, Red, River, River, Red River rivalry. Red River rivalry. Red River, Red River. It's rivalry week. Not yet. Um, not yet. Okay. <laughs> we're getting there. <laughs> um, okay, so the million-dollar question this week is what the heck happened to Oklahoma, right? And, 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 and there's no explanation for it if you look at it. I mean, but you can't say that, you, that we didn't see this coming a little bit because of the way that Oklahoma played against Baylor the week before. They did not put Baylor away um, the same way they did not put Iowa State away. Iowa State was just able to capitalize. I think that was just a momentum shift for them. Um, you know, having their quarterback leave the team mm. due to some undisclosed medical reasons. Um, some have speculated it's concussions, and you know, mm. I, like so. So he leaves the team, and a quarterback that's thrown two passes in his entire career plays a majority of the game, and a kid that plays um, Joel Lanning, who who plays linebacker, who who used to play quarterback, who switched to linebacker when he lost the the starting or when he didn't win the starting job. Um, plays both ways. He took like 78 snaps. He played both quarterback and linebacker. I mean, that's just like, that's high school stuff, right? Like that's, is, that's, that's Friday night lights moved to a Saturday afternoon. And you gotta believe. Rudy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, if, if Iowa state is finally going to break the streak of what, 18 straight wins by Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, heck the, the freshmen that were playing in this game weren't born the last time. Iowa State yeah. beat Oklahoma, and right. Right. you know you love that kind of story, and but it still doesn't explain what happened to Oklahoma. Um, you know, Stoops is just kind of like, yeah, it, it, we let them down. We're not doing a good job coaching, but is that really it? Is it a motivation factor? Is like what's going on with this team? Because you saw Oklahoma up close. I'm sure you're going to tell me a little bit about that and that defense. And what happened to that defense? Something switched. Something changed. There haven't yep. been a boatload of injuries. There hasn't been like there's no explanation for this, which makes this really, really baffling. And then you flip the, the whole thing over and you start looking at Texas, and you can say almost the exact same thing about Texas, right? So this is a Texas team that loses to Maryland in Week One. Mm-hmm. They switch quarterbacks over to um, Sam Ellinger because um, 
of, of an injury situation. And yet at the same time, Tom Herman won't say that, that Ellinger is his guy um, from here on out. So you've got to believe there's a little bit of turmoil on that offense. But at the same time, they're starting to make strides on offense finally. Yep. Um, although this is a team that we've talked about. This is the Kansas State um, edition of the Carlin Crappy Show, apparently, because we're going to just keep talking <laughs> about Kansas State. So they need a double overtime to beat Kansas State. Now, again, yep. Kansas State, decent team. But this is a Texas team that's still not exactly where it wants to be, but it's growing. And you have an Oklahoma team reeling in a rival, neutral site rivalry game. And last year, Oklahoma destroyed Texas. Yeah. Destroyed them. Texas wins. I have no other reason. Like, there's no, there's no logical – you look at it on paper and it's like, nope, Oklahoma wins this game. They've got Baker Mayfield. They've got the, one of the best offensive lines in the country – They've got wideouts that can catch the ball, and and I'm not sure that the Texas defense can stop that Oklahoma offense. Don't care. I'm still picking Texas in this game. <laughs> I just, okay. I, I, I just think I, I think it's a, I think it's a momentum game, right? Texas has all the momentum on their side right now, and and the fact they don't have to go to Norman to play this game. Yeah. I like the Longhorns, and I think it's going to be the springboard. Won't really get them anywhere this year per se. They'll get a bowl game, um, but I think it's the springboard that Tom Herman needs. Mm-hmm. To get this team ready into 2018, I think this win will propel this team into where it needs to be down the road. Okay, okay. Um, I, there are two things. There are two things. Uh, one, naturally, I will turn this around so I can talk about Ohio State because that's that's what I do. That's what we do. Um, that's what I do. I, in 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 in, and I would really like to thank Oklahoma for doing their very best. Uh, Virginia Tech 2014 impersonation. Uh, for those of you who don't recall, Georgia, Virginia Tech came into Columbus and beat Ohio State. Yeah. Um, and then almost immediately sucked. Um, I, I would, I would, I think they, they finished. I wrote this down. Three and five in conference. Um, their schedule included losses to East Carolina and Wake Forest. Uh, the the East Carolina game was a loss at home. Um, I, you know, so you, you, as an Ohio State fan, you've taken a loss early in the season. You're thinking, well, okay, at least the team is going to be solid. Um, you know, they'll have a good season, and that won't hurt our strength of schedule. That will help our strength of schedule. And then, you know, Virginia Tech um, pretty much stinks for the rest of the 2014 season. Although th- that worked out okay for me in the end. So I'm not. I'm. You know, maybe there's a parallel that's that's um that's pretty happy. I, I don't think. Oklahoma is as bad as that as that tech team turned out to be, but um, you could uh, you could make the argument. Um, oh, I guess you know outside of Kansas, losing to Iowa State at home is is about as bad as it can possibly get in that conference. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's and it's not just that win with the, the stuff that you said about Oklahoma and its defense uh, since <laughs> since the game in Columbus uh, <laughs> that um, you, you've seen. Uh, the effects of a really young team. Uh, you've seen the effects of inexperience, and 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 it is a that it, it just feels like a team that's sort of headed in the opposite direction of a team like, say, Texas. Okay, and I, and I think there there are parallels here um, with uh, with LSU and the, the stuff that I said about them, um, where they are this season. Uh, you know, I, I do not believe, I absolutely do not believe uh, that the Texas Longhorns does not have competitive athletes. That is ab- absolutely not the case. But they have a new head coach, and they have a new system, and they have a culture, and maybe that's something that you can't learn in August, right? 
um, which would certainly understand, which would certainly ex go a little bit towards explaining why you lose to Maryland at home in your in your season opener. Um, but this is a team that is that has improved. Um, the, the other loss was a legit one, um, and, but I think they they continue to 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 get better. And in this game, um, in part, um, I, you know, I think Oklahoma was definitely motivated when they came to Columbus because of what Ohio State did to them in Norman a season ago. I think uh, there are a whole bunch of players uh, in Austin who are going to remember what they felt like after Oklahoma waxed them uh, last season. Um, so this is this will not be a statement game for Oklahoma. This will be a statement game for Texas, and I'm 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 going the same way as you. I'm absolutely picking the Longhorns in this one. Our final game, our final game, Utah at number thirteen, Southern California. USC is favored. This is our biggest spread of the week. Uh, USC is favored by thirteen. What do you think? So this is a, a, a USC team that that you know, has, has provided a lot of drama for us out on the West Coast so far yeah. in the early season um, and been really, really fun to watch. And this is another one of those games that, you know, they're playing at home against a Utah team that Utah's got some big dudes on defense. I mean, yes. they've got some big guys in the trenches. And Stanford found that out last week, but they were able to figure out a way to get that run game going. It took them a while, and, and, this, and the Utah defense did a nice job of bottling up that Stanford offense for a good portion of that game. But eventually they were able to get through and Stanford wins in Utah. I, I think we're going to see something kind of similar here. I think this is one of those games that USC needs to be prepared to play the long game, right? This is a game that's, that's going to take them a while to get their offense set up, I think, just because of the way that, that Utah plays defense. This isn't going to be a, a necessarily a – unless, you know – Clay Helton pulls a rabbit out of his hat, which he has been known to do. Um, but it, it, I don't think this is a USC scores on the first possession of the game kind mm -hmm. of game. I think this is going to take a while for USC to establish their offense um, against that Utah defense. But once they establish the offense, USC should win this game, especially because it's at home. Um, but this is one that I, USC cannot get frustrated. Um and, and they have a tendency to do that on offense. We've seen that this year a couple of times where they got frustrated in the, in the Wazoo game um, a couple of times with the way that the, the Wazoo defense was playing and, and they sputtered and, and made some uncharacteristic mistakes. Um, Sam Darnold cannot get flustered in this game if things don't go his way early because they should win this game. They just have to keep looking ahead to the second quarter and the third quarter and just kind of wearing down that defense. But um, – but yeah, this this is not a Pac-12 after dark game technically. Technically, it's, it's dark here. It's dark here. It's dark. Yeah, it'll be dark here too. But it, it, keep your eyes on this one, especially early. I think it could be close early, but I think this is one that USC wins pretty comfortably. That's sort of what I think. I, I, uh, SC certainly contender for the Pac-12 South. Um, they're a good yeah. team, and, and, and I think in a, in a decent position to win out. Um, but then they got uh, that you know leaves them with a, a they, they've already uh, lost the state uh, lost again to Washington State could be a title game against them or the Huskies and that's a that's a challenge. Uh -huh. um, I'm not really sure what to make of, of Utah's loss to Stanford because I think Stanford is you know the, the most confusing yeah. team in the country this year. Um, but you know you, you look at Utah and you think okay that's that's actually a, you know pretty solid year. Um, and at least in, as, as the, the, the standing set up now, there you, you would have to call them a contender for the division. Um, but I, I do I, I, I think uh, the SC 
does have an advantage in talent. Um, and like most of the other games, you know, you, you think about where this is being played. And if it was being played in Utah, um, it would be really tempting to, to think about an upset. But because this is, this is in the Coliseum, um, I'm gonna. I'm pretty comfortable in, in, in picking Southern Cal in this one. So I think that's. I think that's what we're gonna do. Okay. Now, um, that wraps us up for for this week. Just to just to tease what's coming uh, in the next two weeks. Um, that we you guys know we are both Big Ten fans. Uh, you guys know uh, which teams um, we 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 support. And and I tell you what, Penn State. Has as tough a two week run. They're they're off this weekend. Um, has a has as tough a two week run coming up uh, as as anyone in the country could have. Um, one of those games I'm especially excited about, and we will we may devote the whole show to that one. I, we'll see. <laughs> we might. We'll see how that goes. Um, but first, but first, uh, just we're not going to we're not going to get into this now. But just make sure you're back here for the next two weeks. Um, particularly if you're a Big Ten fan, a Penn State fan, um, because we're going to be spending a lot of time on the Nathan Lions, and uh, and we're going to find out we're going to find out how good they are. Um, so, uh, Carl, you looking forward to that? I say, Dad, listen, make sure you put this on your calendar. <laughs> this is for you, Dad. No, <laughs> yeah, I'm. I, I yeah, thank God they're on a bye this week. That's all I had to say. Um, because they're going to need uh, the rest. Came at a good time. Came at a good time. Yeah, no kidding, right? And and although you know we won't get into this, but I was just as happy as you were about the um, results of the uh, Michigan Michigan State game um, because I saw a lot saw a lot in that game. Sure. Um, so so yeah. So but it's gonna it's gonna be a fun two weeks. Okay, guys, uh, make sure you come back for that. And in the meantime, enjoy this weekend's game, uh, and then we will be back here to talk Big Ten football next week. Thanks, Carla. Yep, thanks as always. Happy birthday. Thank you very much. Thank you, guys. We'll talk again soon.